Overflow Living delivers us from being obsessed with minutia. Episode 12, starting now. Abbaology Insiders, welcome. This is the Abbaology Podcast, and I'm your host and the founder of the Abbaology Movement, Jake Stringer. This podcast is dedicated to transitioning people from the judicial to the familial, from theology to Abbaology. This is your home for free Abbaology content. I will be assuming a few things about you. Number one, you're ready. Number two, you're hungry. And number three, you're excited. So come along as we transition from theology to Abbaology. The judicial wine has run out. But don't worry, because Jesus is here to make new familial wine that's even tastier. The judicial wine may have gotten us to a certain point, but it began to run out, and we didn't know what to do. Well, now Jesus is here to introduce us to Abba, to introduce us to our family reality, and shift us to start drinking the wine of family, and that buzz is a lot more relaxing. When I first started dating my wife, the first few times that I visited her parents, I was obsessed with the minutiae. I knew, or I assumed, they were judging me as a potential, you know, fiancé or a future husband for their firstborn daughter that they love more than anything. And so I assumed that they were judging me, that the dynamic when I was visiting their house was actually judicial, if I thought about it. And so I was trying to get all the minutiae right in their house, be as respectful as I could, not do anything wrong, not leave anything laying around. I wanted to impress them, and I was very focused on these little details because the dynamic in my mind was judicial. Well, fast forward, you know, 12 years, and she and I have been married for 10 years on September 3rd. And so now the dynamic when I am at their house is no longer judicial. It is 100% familial. But there had to be this transition that happened over time as I walked in relationship with them, as I uh, spent time with them, that I began to transition into a total familial reality. Now I'm no longer obsessed with the minutiae because I'm comfortable I'm not worried that I'm going to be rejected or that they're not going to like me. You know, I bet at the wedding at Cana, when Jesus, when the judicial wine ran out and Jesus had them fill, these were the containers that they used for the ceremonial hand washings that were, uh, these were the Jewish rites of hand washing. If you remember, the Pharisees even rebuked Jesus because they said, you and your disciples are not washing your hands properly before you're eating. And this upset the religious people, because when you have a judicial religious mindset and way of relating to God, you become obsessed with the minutiae, because your your ability to follow the minutiae becomes your right standing before God. This is how your mind is working. So Jesus comes, and I believe in a little bit of humor, maybe mocking it a little bit, because listen, Jesus was pretty punk rock. (laughs) I call Jesus the original punk rocker because he was anti-establishment. He wasn't anti-people, 
but he was anti that system of that day that was keeping people in great numbers oppressed, um, keeping women oppressed, keeping people's voices silenced. He was anti-establishment in that sense. So when he uses these containers that that each held 30 gallons of water, that when you showed up to this wedding, you put your hands in the first bat and you got the first little layer of dirt off. And then you went to the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. And theoretically, by the time you've washed your hands in all six of these containers, you're ready to eat according to their rituals. Jesus didn't uh, use clean containers. He used these hand-washing containers, which to me is a little punk rock picture into Jesus where he's saying, look, I'm going to take your minutiae and I'm going to fill it with family wine. And when you taste this family wine, you're not going to be obsessed with the minutiae anymore. You know, I bet even the most legalistic, minutiae-obsessed Jewish person at the wedding at Cana when they started getting a buzz from that family wine that Jesus made. Because, listen, there are prophetic pictures happening here. When that judicial wine runs out, it's, it's the running out. It's a picture of the, of the exhaustion, of the running out of energy that results from a judicial, legalistic way of relating to God. And the emptiness that happens in us when here we are, we've tried everything judicially, behaviorally, and with our religious performance, and it leaves us feeling empty. That is what happens. But Jesus is there, and he's ready to fill our containers with the wine of Abba, with family wine. So even the most legalistic guy, when he got his buzz on, I guarantee he stopped being obsessed with the minutiae. You know, the cross is not only the death of the physical Jesus, it's a picture of the death of that way of relating to God where he is a judge from whom we're separated. He's a taskmaster that we that we must obey. He's Pharaoh and he wants us to be obsessed with the minutiae and all the details and the rites and rituals and that becomes our right standing, our ability to follow these rites and rituals and be obsessed with the minutiae. And when people don't follow the minutiae as well as we do, we judge them and we say we're holier than thou. It's the death of that system. And when he raises again, that system stays in the grave. We're 2,000 years on the other side of this, and Jesus didn't make something true. He revealed what was already true. If you notice in the Gospels, Jesus wasn't saying to these pre-cross Jewish people who were resisting him and what he was saying, they had not said a sinner's prayer. He never said to them, after I die and you say a magic prayer, then God will be your father. So the cross didn't make something true. He said to these pre-cross Jewish Pharisees that were resisting him, who had not said a sinner's prayer, God is your father. So he came revealing what was already true, and they couldn't see because of the veil. So even at the Last Supper, I want you to think of that, yes, it was the Last Supper, symbolically speaking, of that old covenant judicial system. Absolutely. 
It was the last supper of relating to God in that way, but it was the first supper of the revelation of family. And this didn't mean that after the crucifixion, then God becomes family. Think of it as the first supper. It's the birth of something. It's the first supper of the kingdom family of God. This is what's always been true about God and humanity, but we couldn't see it because our understanding was veiled. So picture yourself at the wedding at Cana, and you show up to that wedding, and and when you're sitting there, it's representative of your religious life to this point. And you've been drinking the judicial wine, but it runs out, and you are exhausted Fear not. Jesus, picture Jesus taking those empty containers of your religious performance where you're just so tired of the religious hamster wheel and he begins to pour new wine into there. And he says, this is the wine of our family. Will you come join me in the family room? Come join me at the table. I've poured a glass for you. Come sit next to me. I mean, it makes me want to cry. This is what's always been true about you. And Jesus came to try and reveal this. So let us step into it. Now when I'm at my in-law's house, I honor them because I love them, not because I think they're judging me. So honor survives the transition from judicial to familial. If anything, honor becomes more real. It's not really honor when you're only doing things to try and impress someone that you believe is judging you. That's just performing. That's just trying to make sure you stay good with them by what you do, by how you behave. But honor in a family sources out of love. So now when I'm at my in-law's house, I honor them as much as I can. We bring a troop of four kids, six and under over. When we get done at their house on Sunday afternoons, we clean up all the toys out of the out of the driveway. We have a huge mess under the dinner table. My wife and I sweep it up. We wipe off the chairs. If we ate pasta, it's a huge cleanup job, but we want to honor them, not because they're judging us. I don't want to honor my mother-in-law because she's judging me. It's because now I see her as family and I love her. And she's providing this place for us to come and enjoy on Sunday afternoons where I'm totally relaxed at this point. And so I honor her out of love. So I just encourage you, this this family of God is wine-based. The Old Covenant judicial system was based on the blood of bulls and goats. And this New Covenant family is based on family wine. God bless you guys. Please subscribe and review the podcast if you haven't. As always, I know I say this every time, but it really helps the podcast spread and get on the suggested podcast for the other thousands, hopefully millions of people ready for this message all across the earth. Thank you all. See you next time.